We're reading a passage today that comes at the end of words Jesus shared with the disciples in which he told them not to worry, that worry served no good purpose because God took good care of them. And these words are the end of that speech. Let us pray. Holy God, you are a God whose delight it is to give us all that we need, and then to call us to be your kingdom people in the world. Fill us with hope and give us hearts to hear that we might live faithfully as disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear these words. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I saw something on the news earlier this week that was alarming in its truthfulness, and I bet you saw it too. It was the footage from Times Square in New York City that showed people screaming and running and doing everything they could to flee from what they thought were gunshots. As it turned out, the sound came from a motorcycle which was backfiring. But the fear that led those people to flee was very real. And the more mass shootings that happen, the deeper our fear becomes. Fear that leads us to flee from a dangerous situation is healthy, but in most circumstances, friends, fear is a very destructive emotion. Fear of those who are different creates anger and hatred and bigotry and in many instances mass shootings. Fear of that which is unfamiliar leads us to be resistant to change when we serve a God who is in the business of making things new. And fear has been used to create the deep divisiveness that characterizes our political life in this nation. God cares about our fear and the destructive impact it has on our lives. There are countless places in Scripture where God says to us, don't be afraid. When the Israelites were in exile, 
and God spoke to them through the prophets. God said, have no fear, I am with you. Because they were slaves in Babylon. There were enemies all around them, and they felt abandoned. When an angel appeared to Zechariah the priest, the angel said, have no fear. The angel came to tell Zechariah that his wife Elizabeth was going to give birth to John the Baptist. And the angel said, have no fear, your prayers have been answered. Your wife will conceive. But Zechariah did have fear, and he didn't trust the word of the angel, and he left that particular encounter unable to speak for several months. A few weeks later, the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. And you are going to conceive and bear the Son of the Most High. Now Mary was about 14 at the time, and this little nugget of good news could have led to her being stoned, but Mary chose to trust the angel. Jesus only gave us two commandments. Love one another as I have loved you, and go into all the world and make disciples. But he said, don't be afraid, often enough that it feels like a third commandment. When the women were there in the Garden of Resurrection, very early on that Sunday morning, An angel came to them and said, and you know this by now, don't be afraid. You are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has been raised. In the passage I read just a few moments ago, we hear Jesus tell us again not to be afraid afraid. Have no fear, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Think about that for a minute. We live in a world characterized by violence and brutality, a world that makes difficult demands of us, A world filled with surprises, not all of which are good. And yet we hear Jesus saying that it just tickles God pink to give us the kingdom, to give us all that is hopeful and joyful and meaningful in life. Jesus tells us it's God's delight to hand us the kingdom wrapped in bright paper and tied with a great big bow so we don't need to be afraid. Over and over, the message comes to us, have no fear. 
Yes, the world can be a cruel and violent place. It is a world with death and sickness and hatred. But I am with you, God says. Death cannot defeat me, and it is my joy to give you everything you need, my delight to give you everything that matters in life. Don't be afraid. God whispers it again and again and again and reminds us that it is God's own delight to give us everything. God says to us, look, little flock, I came to you in Jesus so I would know your suffering, and I offer you the promise of resurrection. All that is mine is yours. The kingdom is yours. The treasure of my love is yours. My absolute commitment to justice and mercy is yours. The assurance of eternal life, all of this is yours. So have no fear. Instead, live as if your future rested in my promises and presence with you always. Be kingdom people. Take care of those in need because the kingdom is about abundance, not scarcity. Figure out what is really important in life and invest in that. Let your heart treasures be kingdom treasures. What might it mean if we trusted Jesus, if we set our fear aside and became people who lived as dwellers in God's kingdom on a daily basis? It would mean that we would have to place our complete trust in God when God promises to be with us in all things. It would mean we had to take Jesus at his word when he tells us that the kingdom is ours to inhabit and to share. Friends, the kingdom is ours as a gift from God. You know, the world was a violent and brutal place in Jesus' day, and it has been so every day since then. Fear does not change that. (laughs) It hasn't changed it in 2,000 years. We are called to set our fear aside and to embrace the kingdom and to live as kingdom people. Hatred and violence are not overcome by fear. 
Hatred and violence are overcome by love and compassion. Hatred and violence are overcome by concrete acts of justice and mercy. They are overcome by people who choose to do what is right, even when doing what is right is not expedient or popular. We are called to set fear aside so we can open our lives to the new thing God is doing in our midst. God said, behold, I make all things new. Friends, that means that God is about change. God is about changing our lives, the church, and the world. God is about change. And you know and I know that there is nothing we fear and hate more in the life of the church than change. But if the church doesn't change, the world will never change. So here is my last word to you. Have no fear. Because you need to do some changing. There is some change coming your way. You need a complete culture change. Away from being people who are friendly when folks come through the doors to people who are invitational in every aspect of your lives. You've heard me talk about building friendships with people everywhere you meet them by developing relationships in which you know and understand them and they know and understand you. Let those friendships be so deep and significant that inviting someone to come to church with you is easy, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ is second nature. Change. Now, if you have been through a culture change in your profession, you know it's not easy. It is hard work, consistent work, done over time, and it involves everyone in the organization. Becoming a congregation of invitation will take everyone. It is not simply the job of the pastors, or the greeters, or those folks who provide those wonderful, yummy goodies on the hospitality table each Sunday. It is your responsibility and mine. Because, folks, that is what it means to live first and always within the kingdom of God. Set your fear aside. Get over it, because folks, change is coming your way next week. Pastor Deborah is not the same person she was three and a half months ago. She will return to you spiritually renewed and physically renewed. She 
will come back with different leadership skills and a different leadership style. And she is eager to lead you in this process of culture change. So welcome her with open arms. Do not expect her to be the same. Do not try to push her back into being the same. Follow her leadership. Our time together has been a delight and a blessing. Thank you for the gracious way you have welcomed me. Thank you for your love and support and prayers when Sparks died. Thank you for following my leadership. I can think of no more important word to leave with you than this. Have no fear, little flock. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is God's promise to be with you and all that is ahead, even the change that is coming. And it is you, each and every one of you, God wants to use in the holy work of bringing the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So get over your fear. Just get over it. Be kingdom people at work in the world. And share Jesus recklessly with everyone you meet. The world needs Jesus. So share Jesus recklessly with everyone you meet. And the God of grace and love who has brought us together, bless and keep you now in the change that is to come and forever and always. Amen.